How has a cheap pass impacted Germany's public transit adoption? And are American Presbyterians breaking up with oil? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Becosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Monday, July 18th. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with the climate study. A new major intergovernmental report determined that one in five people rely on wild plants, algae, and fungi for income and food. That's 70% of the world's lower income. Over 50,000 wild species of plants, fungi, and animals sustain the livelihoods of billions of people, with over 10,000 species harvested for human food. One in three people still relies on wood for cooking. This highlights the need to preserve biodiversity. Biodiversity is under threat. 34% of fish stocks are overfished, and 12% of wild tree species are under threat of unsustainable logging. All this while climate change is pulling creatures' habitats out from under them. Biodiversity is a net that holds humanity up, which is even more clear due to this study, so if it falls, we fall. The report found that places are more sustainably harvested when indigenous and local knowledge is implemented. Rural people in emerging economies are the most at risk of unsustainably harvesting wild species because there are no alternatives available. It had other policy suggestions, and if you would like to read more, there will be a link in the source list below. And leading us into the climate victories, one method people are using to maintain the biosphere is to collect native seeds. A grassroots effort in Nepal has been saving food crop seeds for the last 25 years. The goal is to nurture seeds in a way that will help them prepare for climate change. Native plants are more resource efficient because they evolved in those areas, but most farmers choose the plants that produce the highest yield, which isn't always a native option. Preserving native plants is more than just maintaining biodiversity and diversity. It also is about preserving culture. Native species come with them traditional cooking methods and recipes. Over in Europe in May, Germany introduced a $9 or 7.6 euro monthly public transit pass for June to August on all trams, buses, subways, and regional trains to reverse the drop of public transportation used during the pandemic. Preliminary results show that shorter train rides rose to 58% above pre-pandemic levels and medium-length trips rose to 46% above pre-pandemic levels. The pass also reduced passenger car travel time in 23 out of 26 German cities by reducing congestion. There are so many benefits to making public transportation more available to people, including expanding access to education and work opportunities and reducing greenhouse gas emissions and air pollution. Maybe this should be replicated in other countries where public transportation infrastructure exists. In the U.S., Washington, D.C. unanimously passed a new plan that requires all new buildings and renovations to consume as much energy as they produce by 2026. This means that they would be net zero buildings. This plan bans most gas in new buildings. This is big because the building sector accounts for 75% of the city's emissions. D.C. also legally pledged to be carbon neutral by 2045. The bill requires an audit every three years, starting in 2029. On the religious side of things, American Presbyterians are breaking up with five oil companies, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Marathon Petroleum, Phillips 66, and Valero Energy. The Presbyterian Church USA added those companies to its divestment list, along with the military and weapons industry. The church has been debating this move since the 80s. It's had a long history with oil, as many religions have. 
This comes only a few days after three dozen religious groups from nine countries announced they were divesting from fossil fuels. This group includes five Church of England dioceses, two Catholic dioceses in the UK, 11 Catholic religious orders, two Jesuit universities in the United States, and the United Methodist Church in Ireland. Hopefully this trend keeps going. Time for a climate fail. I could have pre-recorded this next news story a year ago. West Virginia Congressman Manchin officially declared he would not support any climate measures in the spending bill. It's unsurprising because he gets the most money from coal companies out of anyone in Congress, represents the second largest coal state in the U.S., and has a coal mine in his family. His reasoning? Inflation. It's a bad time because of inflation, which hit 9.1% in June. But this implies that investing in clean energy and reducing emissions in all sectors will be detrimental to the economy. But actually doing nothing would be detrimental to the economy. A recent Deloitte study determined that if the U.S. does not decarbonize, we will have to pay $14.5 trillion from now until 2070 due to the damage from extreme weather events. On the flip side, we could gain $3 trillion over the next 50 years by transitioning to clean energy. Those are our options. So Manchin's decision is incredibly disappointing, especially since we had just had the Supreme Court ruling that basically stated that climate action must go through Congress. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the last video I did. I'll leave a link in the source list below. With Manchin out of the picture, Democrats don't have the majority to pass anything climate-related in Congress unless the party gains two more congressmen during the midterm elections this November. So the federal government is basically left with executive orders from the president and maybe some regulatory bodies doing something. Manchin's decision came at the same time as a new major Pew Research study, which found Americans divided about which way Biden's climate policies lead the country. Most Republicans say Biden's climate policies are moving the country in the wrong direction, though many still support clean energy incentivization. Most Democrats say that Biden's climate policies are moving the country in the right direction, but six in 10 of them say that he could be doing more than he is. Basically, Biden's losing his base's confidence when it comes to climate change. There's way more data the survey collected if you want to check out that in the source list. We need to lift our spirits with one more climate victory story. There might be rising prices and elongating wait times, but American electric car sales don't show it. U.S. EV sales jumped by 5.6% from April through June, which is twice the number of sales that time last year. That's according to the industry consulting firm Cox Automotive. That being said, overall car sales have dropped by 20% due to inflation. And that was your climate recap for Monday, July 18th. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Beckosphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.